So welcome to episode 37 of the Request 2021 podcast and this is going out on Thursday the 30th of June 2022 and it's entitled Second Drake and Second Argo. It includes our return journey across the Drake Passage with our final Argo launch along the way. There's also the Request interview with uh, Aska Jensen uh, that was one of the permanent crew. We've also got bonus content afterwards, which includes Axel and my first iceberg cruise. Uh, there's the Fram cruise ship that passed us. Uh, Genevieve discussing all the bass kit that we had and a Team Nansen net deployment. So let's kick off as you join us leaving Antarctica and heading across the Drake Passage. So we've gone from uh, Antarctica, which was calm and still amongst the icebergs and beautiful. And we're back in the wild, rough seas of the Drake Passage. Sleety, snowy weather, windy, cold and wet. So I'm wrapped up and I'm, uh, I'm on watch duty. Um, we're on half hour watches, so you get half an hour in your bunk, half an hour out on deck, and because uh, I'm still in the final stages of uh, our 10 day quarantine, uh, I can only do lookout at the moment. So, sitting here on lookout, not much to see but a horizon, but it's, uh, it's wet and cold and chilly. Got my big coat on, my hat on, my couple of warm layers, my waterproof trousers, uh, braving the elements. Just want to make sure that uh, you just keep going. It's home to your Shwaya now. So it's the afternoon of the 14th of January and uh, the seas have calmed a little now. Uh, we're under motor, we lost the wind. Um, so after that cold, wet, sleety early morning shift, it's now quite calm. And we're just uh, motoring along, probably about seven or eight knots. And uh, we're on shift until 8 p.m. tonight. But it's been so nice that most people have just stayed out on deck the whole time. Everybody's been PCR tested today. So before we return to Ushuaia. Uh, so I've got mine in about a quarter of an hour. Let's see if I can go and relieve someone on the helm. Time to get up for our shift. 
Nice socks on. Nice warm socks. I've got my thermals on, I've got my socks on. Really hat. Couple of layers. I'll see you up there. Sorry? I'll see you up there. Yes. Just follow me in one minute. Yeah. So that's the 3.30 wake up. Oh. And we're heading up. Oh. Let's do our shift. Oh, this is really the hard one to get up for. Oh. Sort of half dark, half light. Good morning, or good evening, good whatever it's called, I've lost track. Yeah, only just. Oh. Do you think we need the uh, laptop or not? We just don't know who's going to come, do we? So. got too much stuff on them. It's too hot. Have you been to bed or not? Yeah. It yeah. Was, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Oh. That's more than that, really. I don't know. Mm. So we have a pole, we have a mark, we have an axle. That's for us. Oh. Yeah. I don't like this one. Yeah. Oh. I think it's because you sort of had quite a tiring day anyway, and then you do four hours, and then just, I just fall into my pit after this one. Hey, Darcy's up. <laughs> Blimey. Hello. <laughs> Oh god. Nice. Face another shift. So it's Sunday 16th of January and it's exactly two weeks since we deployed the Argo float on the way out on the Drake Passage. Uh, we've contacted Argo and they've said that it'd be a really good idea to drop another float in a similar location, uh, which is going to give Sam Payne the uh, ability to sort of compare data from the two Argo floats. Sam, you excited about the second launch of your Argos? <laughs> Very excited. Um, <laughs> been a long two weeks uh, but very nice down in the Antarctic so now looking forward to getting one over uh, back on the way up. Excellent, cool. 
and uh, and then you've got lots of time when we return just to sort of have a look at the data and see how they compare apparently the other one's already floated what was it 30, 30 kilometers, kilometers away from where we dropped it yeah so they do get around these Argo floats they're all over the world uh, but there's not many yeah there's not many in Antarctic waters so yeah, it has to be upright. Mm -hmm. Make sure the antenna and CCD sensor are not exposed to any mechanical load while handling the float. So what about we strap it over there, like we did last time, nice yep. and vertical. Strap it against the wood there. But yeah. I think the plan was maybe to put it from the... We have to see where we Oh, we took it out the side door. Yeah. Yeah. I think now... Yeah. It was the plan to do it from the... Really? Yeah. Okay. Because last time we hit it with it. Right? Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Just choosing the deployment area. Ooh. Yeah, we will do it from the off we'll Drop it off the back. Yeah. yeah. So I guess we can do <coughs> it protection. Yeah. So we have to move this, but let's go first yeah. through what has to happen. Mm -hmm. three-person job so carefully remove the red orange up oh, 30 to 50 minutes before reaching the carefully remove the three no there's someone sort of dropping it over the you can hang it over and drop it so it's only going to drop about three yeah Okay. okay. Right. Should we get it up there then? What? Go up ahead and film you bringing it up. Then. Yeah, please just okay. film, film, film away. We can always edit out stuff we don't use. So, okay, just good. That's better. Should we take it up? Yeah, let's get it up there. Shall I note down the number? Andy. It's on, the, on there already. I think it's, it's already on there. On already. there. Yeah, it's already on. You, you printed out the, the, right one. the associated sheets. He's well ahead of us. Well ahead. of the curve. Yeah. yeah. Let's do some untying. Oh, that's some good square lashings here. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> we'll take these with us. We might use Make it for keeping it vertical while we prime it. Yeah. Because I feel like holding it whilst doing that. Yeah, because it is quite. Sorry? I thought we might use them up there for tying it up oh vertical. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. oh we yeah, needed it vertical. Yeah, we, yeah. Have to, we have to prime it. Prime it. Nice. Yeah? Yes. Okay. it with water when it didn't have enough. 
Has it started beeping anyway? No. All right, there you go. Magnet, yeah. Okay. So Sam's priming the Argo with water. That pours into the centre at the top and then comes up a tube. It's working its way up the tube, that looks better. And then it was an indeterminate amount of time, wasn't it? Yeah, between 5 and 30 minutes. Yeah, so we've just got to wait for beep. taking it. Enough? Okay. Yeah. I'm not wanting to go much past here. No, it doesn't, does it? No, it doesn't. So filled up, this is all water here, and then this one is filled, no? Yeah. Okay. Fine, put up that there, it won't go anywhere. Yeah. No, 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 keep recording. Right? Once he takes the magnets off, it went quite quick last time. Oh. Well, but this we have to note down, the time of taking off the magnets. Yeah. So what's the time? Does anyone have? The time is 12.24. Well. Nearly time for my shift to start. <laughs> Sorry? Huh? Yeah, I know. No, if I need the 15, I will. Yep. After removing, you're going to pull stuff that yep. did the water level oh, change. Yes, it's changing now. Ah, very good. Furthermore, you will hear click sounds, slight buzzing, hydraulic pumps, and a rhythmic buzzing for 30 minutes after the show successfully completed the self-test. Yeah, it's doing testing. <laughs> if you hear the buzzing sound, the close is ready for deployment. And we heard that quite quick last time. So you're testing a lot of buzzers. Yeah. So the first buzzing was that it was just started. Telling it yeah. started the and test. I was just doing all sorts of checks. So then it will buzz again. And then we are ready. Yep. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Who works at Argo? Sorry? So someone called Matt Donnelly, who's a, a scout leader, and he, he's uh, heavily involved in Argo deployments. It was a useful contact. We've been lucky, haven't we, really, yeah. with some of our contacts. Especially, as, right especially as Gerant from British Antarctic Survey as a scout leader. I mean, what's the chances? <laughs> Yeah, that's true. It's pretty cool, isn't it? The United Nations World Climate Research Program. To be part of that. There was one boat. Did you hear it? Yeah. But it will start busting. There should be a rhythmic oh. buzzing for 30 minutes. Heading? We should be in the Antarctic so. in about three days. For 30 minutes. 
Sounds to me like you have to wait 30 minutes before deploying it. The float should be deployed within 30 minutes. Oh, within minutes. the 30 minutes, alright. That's alright then. Is it going to blow up? <laughs> no! It's, it's doing a continuous beep. Yeah. I, I, would, I would describe that as a rhythmic buzzing though. Yeah, what is it then? What did it do last time? It didn't do this. What? <laughs> did it just do a normal one? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's doing a... No, it says a buzzing. Um, I would, this isn't a buzzing. That's is not it? a buzzing. But does it talk about beeps anywhere? I would say it's going to do that for 30 minutes. Yeah, so I. I think we're ready to roll. Yeah, you'll hear clutch sounds, slight buzzing and rhythmic buzzing. So That's definitely rhythmic buzzing. Okay, any other information we need before it goes overboard? Uh, nope, we just need to else for it now. Yeah, okay. Matt, if, are you taking over? Yeah, if you take over from Mark, and I'll take over from Jen, and then I, I can stay here, can't I? It went for a little spin then, that was good. I think I might hold it. Definitely time to chuck it over. So we can get some photos of it in the water. We didn't get many of it in the water last time because it went so quick off when it went off the side. No, get Darcy to take some photos on her phone. I can take some. You focus on video. How much video minutes you got? Oh, that's fine. You started again, yeah, that's fine. Good thing is with that you can't help but do it landscape. <laughs> Are you dropping it from back here? We're dropping it off the back. Yeah, so you get a good view. Just going to take it back here to this gap. Yeah, lift it over and drop it. No, that's fine. We're just going to take it to the back there. Yep. So where, where are we aiming for? Are we aiming for that gap or the back gap? We go for the back gap. Yeah, yeah, back, yeah. Gap. yeah back gap. Yeah. So maybe we got a lot in this one? Hell, 
Helen. <laughs> you put your hands free. Come on, Helen. <laughs> yes, we have a lovely assistant. <laughs> So I would suggest that you hang it over the side and hold the bottom of this so that you can then drop it as far as you can without, so that it then only goes about three meters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got the logo in. <laughs> yeah, of course. Do you want to just put your gloves down, Helen? Okay, so take it to where Darcy is. So you're going to have to go under. Or are you going over? Stay upright. That's great. Up, up, up. Really good. Very well done. Okay. okay right, you go under, Sam. Okay. Helen, you go under. Grab the bottom of it. That's it. <laughs> Prime position. Well done, Kathy. That's perfect. Okay. So yeah. So I think. So over here is the best spot. Yeah. It said drop from from three meters, so we need to get it over the rail before we drop it. It didn't. It didn't say, but it said three from three meters. Yeah. Can we? Can we? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Can we do it underneath and then? Okay. There's a whale. There is something. Wait a moment. We don't want to drop it on a whale. Yes. What did you see, Darcy? There was a big animal. Giant squid. A shark, but it was a jelly. Matthew, you concentrate where we're going. <laughs> wow, we don't want to knock it out. Careful, careful. Yeah, that's fine. I've got some weight, I've got some weight. There we go. Okay. Yeah. We don't want to drop it on the whale's head. There was apparently a whale popped up. He wanted to know what it was. Yeah. Yep. I think 
this this bit's quite good for holding underneath yeah so if you can get it over the thing and then like le sort of leap it away with that yeah okay is it a go of course you can yeah of course you can not a problem no it's not a problem it's all good no problem Good launch position. Okay. This is impressive. Okay. Kathy, come round. That's fine. As soon as it goes in the water, follow it into the water with the zoom. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Ah, that's great. That's great. Here goes the Argo float. Deployment number two. And it's off. Oh, perfectly deployed. There she goes. Yay! Good luck, Argo. <laughs> Thanks, Eskarin. You are a star. Yeah, we need the longitude, latitude. We almost dropped it on the wheel. Yeah. <laughs> And longitude, latitude as soon as we can. <laughs> Thank you. Excellent. Thank I you, Eric. You allowed us to do it. <laughs> Thank you. I have no control over <laughs> what's on this <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm pleased to hear that from the captain. It doesn't really matter. I'll take it, I'll take it. I can put it in my pocket. Thank you. Cool. Well done. So Sam, second Argo deployment. Yep. I'd say it was just as excited as the first time. Yes. <laughs> Made even better by a whale nearby. Yeah. But, uh, I we nearly knocked a whale out with the Argo float as it went in. <laughs> went smoother than the first. It seemed to be a, a good place to, yeah. to get them over up here. Yeah, so. so it was a good deployment. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Excellent. Look forward to getting some good data from it. We can see what happens to both of them. So it's Sunday the 16th of January and we are under full sail. We're doing about seven or eight knots, which is absolutely fantastic uh, across the Drake Passage. We've been extremely lucky with the weather. Um, it's choppy, but it's nowhere near how we imagined the Drake could be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. What are we saying? Beaufort scale four? I don't know, yeah. I'm not Beaufort, I'm All just right. out of 
Oh, out of 10, okay. So out of 10, uh, Matthew's giving it a 3 or 4. So, yeah. Um, done a bit of rope work tonight, so all the sails are up. And looking back over the buggy roper, it looks absolutely fantastic in full sail. Apparently we're going to be in Cape Horn in about 24 to 28 hours, which is uh, pretty impressive. We did 140 miles by sail yesterday and uh, could do similar tonight and through the night and through the next day. So. Oh, it's Monday 17th of January and uh, had a good night's sleep. Uh, we did the 8 till midnight shift and then slept right through till about half 7 this morning. Uh, so just going to grab some breakfast and then we go on to 8 till 12. Uh, so this is possibly our last day of uh, doing the crewing, doing the shift system. Um, and uh, by the end of today or early hours of uh, tomorrow we should be reaching Cape Horn. Uh, we'll see how we go. lookout duty and uh, we're doing seven or eight knots under sail storming along so on afternoon watch uh, had to look out for a tanker that was nearby and uh, I spotted it at three o'clock a uh, large tanker estimated it was 25 miles away and I was told it was only two and a half miles away but I still still think it was further than that anyway that was the excitement for our afternoon on watch was to uh, spot a tanker it looks quite big seas are really rough uh, but there was no danger of uh, any collision because we were miles away from it
right in the middle of the Drake Passage and you can hear it's windy, stormy, there's really big waves and uh, Matthew, one of the permanent crew, has just been up to the top of the main mast. Now you've got to have respect for these guys. Wow. Um, you know, I did that on very calm waters in Antarctica. But they're doing it in the middle of a stormy gale. And uh, wow, they're just amazing. just uh, finishing our final watch which is a uh, four in the morning until eight o'clock and we've just entered the Beagle Channel and the final approach to Ushuaia it's pretty dark I'm not really used to doing the watches and helms helming in the dark but uh, we can see land both sides just in the in the haze um, we're going against the wind now so they're just adjusting all the sails and uh, we're doing a, a course of 290 degrees heading down towards Yeshua. Um I think we're going to stop today at uh, Matthew's farm and get a tour around there So next up is our request interview with Asker Jensen, one of the permanent crew of the Bark Europa. And we got chatting while he was uh, working away in the deck house. So I'm here with... Esker. Okay. Uh, deckhand on board. And uh, this is your second trip on the Bark Europa, yeah? Uh, no. All right. My second Antarctic trip. Second Antarctic or trip. Second attempt, uh, okay. at least. Okay. So what what else have you done on Bark Europa before the the two Antarctic trips? Well, I um, started working on board this summer. Uh huh. Um, at the beginning of June. Uh huh. When the ship was in Harlingen in the Netherlands um, during a long maintenance period due to COVID. Okay. So you did the long trip back? No, no, I didn't. No, but part of it. Uh, no, no, not that either. No, ah, this okay. was this was about a year after they returned to the Netherlands. Right. That I came on right, board. Right. I see. Yeah. And uh, then I was on board for the first trip that we did after yeah. the long break, mm -hmm. um, with a bunch of school kids from oh, cool. Friesland in the Netherlands. So that was proper sail training for the school kids. Or yeah, yeah. Ah, that's you good. could say that it was like a team <laughs> building uh, yeah. kind of thing. Okay. And then we did a, a two-week trip to Norway as well. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, I think that would be a great thing for us to do with scouts, is to is to maybe uh, get them on the Bark Europa for a, a shorter trip to do the sail training. Yeah. I think it would be, yeah. Okay. Where, where are you from? I'm from Denmark. Okay. Whereabouts in Denmark? Uh, I grew up in a town called Torrevetsche. Mm-hmm. Which is how does that relate to Copenhagen? So is it? It's about two and a half, three hours by car west of 
Copenhagen. West of Copenhagen, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, straight line more or less. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, it's pretty much right in the smack middle of the country. Okay. So, if you take the train anywhere, yeah. you're gonna have to pass through Felicia at some point. Uh-huh. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay, right, so we go for the next question, which is, uh, what is your earliest polar memory then? So, this one's gonna be good for you, because it's this trip, isn't it? <laughs> So, yeah. yeah, so what was your first feelings when you arrived in Antarctica? Um, yeah, I don't know, that's a good question. I thought it was pretty funny seeing the first iceberg uh -huh. off of into this island, which didn't have a whole lot of snow or ice on it. And then out in the distance there was this lowly like iceberg, and I was taking pictures of it like, oh, this is so cool, and then... Obviously, in hindsight, after seeing a lot more ice, it seems kind of... <laughs> yeah. But that first one is always... Uh, your, yeah. yeah. So they're, they're so unique, the icebergs, and everyone you see is different. So. Yeah. Okay, and if question for Shackleton. If you if you could go back in time and ask Sir Ernest Shackleton a question, what would you ask him? Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. I would probably ask him how he during the trip and uh, kind of after it all went south and he had to go back to South Georgia. Yeah. Um, yeah, because that to me is very impressive. Yeah, how he, how he sort of kept his head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, is there uh, anything uh, un unlike unlikely that you could tell us about you, something unusual you've done or someone interesting you've met? Oh, cool. That's good. Yeah. How many balls? Uh, only three. You can do the three. Okay. But very well, I imagine. I'm pretty okay. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> I've never had a juggler before. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Okay. Um, food. So, what emergency rations would you choose to take to Antarctica with you? What would be, what would be your food of choice? Marmite. Marmite? Yeah. Big Marmite fan? Yeah. Okay, love it or hate it, you love it. Yeah. <laughs> Eat it every day for breakfast. That's good. I love Marmite. Especially on toast. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And special item. Is there some special item that you would want to take with you when you travel? Um, Is there something you always take? No? Not even a camera or a phone no. or. Well, I take my phone. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Okay. But no, no, you don't have like a talisman or a, you know. No. No. no okay. Uh, so that's that one. And the final question is just your general thoughts about Antarctica. Why do you think it's such a special place? very unlike any other place at least that I've been and in ways it looks it looks like other places but just with a twist I remember on Deception Island there was this place we hiked up to mm -hmm. Neptune's window oh yeah called, and then you could look down into this little cove where there was a black beach and you had this turquoise water kind of splashing up oh, wow. the waves onto the beach and it looked like it could have been in Thailand or Indonesia or something. 
but it was just this massive like cliff face with no vegetation and then this super beautiful beach where all the sand was just completely black wow and uh, yeah it's just like you've taken something from earth and uh -huh. kind of put it through a filter or yeah, yeah it's like just from unique another planet yeah 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 it's really really special that's really good so thank you so much that's yeah, really helpful thank you So, thanks for listening. Uh, to find out more about the Request 2021 project and how you can support and follow our progress, just visit our website on www.request2021.org.uk. So that's www.request2021.org.uk. And please give this podcast a review on iTunes. Uh, share it out and spread the word to anyone you know who's interested in scouting and Antarctica. Thank you. So thanks for listening on. Uh, here's a bit of bonus content for you. And uh, we've got uh, Axel and my first iceberg cruise. There's the Fram cruise ship that went past us. And then Genevieve uh, discussing the uh, British Antarctic Survey kit that we had and a team Nansen net deployment at the end. Enjoy. <laughs>
With the mask and the head, apparently, you can see what's going on down there. Yeah, thank you. No problem. Okay, I will. Am I looking forward to this is an understatement, Lee. <laughs> I think I am. <laughs> you doing a video diary every night? Yeah. Well, I missed last night for uh, okay. um, numerous reasons. Hey. Yeah, good. Did you bring a hydrophone or did someone else? I have a hydrophone, yeah. Can we use it? There's a place that I think is yeah. perfect for Oh, it. that'd be great. I'll go get it. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to stand on an iceberg? Okay, just going down to get the hydrophone. Okay, we have hydrophone. Absolutely excellent. I can get some hydrophone as well. <laughs> yeah. First time. <laughs> okay. Okay. If you're ready. I'm ready. You're coming with me. Yep. Axel. Ready? 
Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. There's a boat there! <laughs> oh. Okay, finally! Yeah! Thank you for this! <laughs> and let's see what we can find! <laughs> you chose all the boring ones. <laughs> I was only winding you up. That's amazing. Europa. 
beautiful background of ice. So we are in Sloopy and uh, we're heading out iceberg hunting. Just really beautiful. So good to be out and doing something. Axel, you happy? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Good. Helen, you too? I'm happy. Apart from my flipping mask, which won't stay on. <laughs> wow. So I've brought the hydrophone with me. Hopefully we're going to put that over the side and see if we can get some sounds. These icebergs are spectacular. It's really cool getting cl up close to them. different shapes of icebergs. They're great. Uh, yeah. This is a really cool place to go around the icebergs. So we've just got these uh, long giant icebergs around us. Fantastic shapes. And it is different being in the smaller boat. You do get a, a better feeling for the icebergs than being on Bark Europa. We've been looking down at them, Bark Europa. Now we're down at the same level as the icebergs and it, they have a different sort of feel to them. Woo. Amazing. Little jumping penguins. if we can get them at their level. 
go, just leaping ahead. Look, look at all these penguins! Loads of them! Hey, Axel, look at them all! You have a multi a thing so you can take multiple photos. So not a photo. Lovely jumping penguins. Ah, oh, this is stunning. Icebergs are just amazing. Oh. These icebergs are sitting on the ground or they are swimming? Uh, some are, are stuck. Yep. Most of them, I don't think. Because they are nearly every the same the same size with up with an, uh, with uh, two or three meters beside and so on. Yeah, but you know they do get a bit stuck. Some of them, some of them it might be, uh -huh. but there's a lot of them that definitely aren't. Okay. The thing here is this place is like really deep and uh, and it's, it's also really uh, a lot of rocks. Okay. Uh, okay. So it could be that some some you know they hit just one of these. We go a bit out over there, you're going to see what I mean. And all of a sudden, what, like what, one rock. What yeah. is the deep? Sorry? What is the deep? Oh, I can't really remember. No. Okay. I can check the chart later, but I okay. do not remember that. Okay. But I do remember sailing out here one time, and it has just all of these really shallow spots. So some of them definitely do get grounded out, but uh, yeah. lots of them, they're just drifting. How many times have you been down here? I think this is my 14th time. Wow. <laughs> I have to count the property because I'm not That's sure. That's incredible. So how old were you when you first came to Antarctica? 14. See, that's uh, incredible. No one at 14 gets to go to Antarctica. That's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is the spot I was thinking of. Oh, the whale! Perfect. How'd you find So it's been an absolutely amazing afternoon and uh, we've seen crab eater seal, we've seen leopard seals, uh, two leopard seals 
um, just sort of basking in the sun on an iceberg. And uh, the icebergs are just absolutely beautiful. Stalactites hanging down, just the sound of the icebergs and the light on the water. Absolutely stunning scenery. Uh, really great to be in a small boat and exploring the waters around uh, and actually to look back at Bark Europa having been on it for 10 days it's really quite something to actually look back at the ship in its surroundings in Antarctica it really does look spectacular so I've just really really enjoyed uh, spending some time in a small boat and, and uh, taking in all these sites We've seen penguins up close, we've seen uh, the seals up close, and a whale as well, a minky whale, so what an afternoon. Uh, it's great to be actually out and about and really enjoying the scenery and actually feeling at last like we're really at part of it and uh, experiencing it firsthand. Great afternoon. That was absolutely fantastic. <laughs> what a fantastic time. Really enjoyed that. I took out the front row or sorry? The front rope I Yeah, they had to drop it first but Fantastic. <laughs> great. Oh, that was great. Yeah, thank you. Thanks so much. <laughs> that was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. There's a leverage here and they're super high. And you're swimming and they just pop out. Realize it. <laughs> yeah, just there. Oh. Okay. You got anything? I don't think so. There we go. Oh, that was spectacular. Really enjoyed that.
pull it. Yeah, because you've got to get these little clips off. Excellent. You can help. Or I guess it has about no actually. Because we normally end up breathing rather hard. <laughs> yeah. If it sometimes will this be possible. Yeah. But there's one there and there's a you see where the boat is, there's another one there. So but there's this one here. There's really funny, some penguins jumped up and they went, oh, leopard seal, leapt back in the water again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was, was it just sitting on there? Just sitting there. Just enjoying the sunshine. So we've got this uh, large cruise ship called the Fram coming past us. Hertigruten, does it say on the side there? Hertigruten? Hertigruten. And they're all waving at us as we are some sort of uh, tourist attraction in our own right. So. <laughs> okay, so can you explain the kit that we've got here from British Antarctic Survey? Um, so the kit we currently have out on deck is a condensed version of what was originally in the box so exactly everything we need to do the preservative stage so making the samples uh -huh. so we have got our decanter yeah formal saline formal saline is the chemical we are using to preserve the krill yeah we have our so the sample actually goes in with an, an amount of form what's the ratio so it's 10 percent sample 90 percent formal saline formal saline okay so we've got our sample bottles out. Yeah. We've got our wash bottles for the formal saline and seawater. So we use the seawater to wash the, any remaining uh, krill out of the net yeah. and bucket. Mm -hmm. And we rinse that free. We have our 200 nanometer uh, sieve. Yeah. That's used to strain the krill. Okay. Uh, we've got our separate funnels, ones for fresh for the uh, for to help the uh, krill go into the sample uh -huh. and ones for to decant the formal saline into the wash bottle that's cool okay and then we label each sample yeah, yeah. which is in a book and some uh, and some stickers 
where I don't have access to. <laughs> but we're also recording where where we do each drop, uh, the angle of drop. Yeah, and yeah I know. Uh, the exact location of when it was dropped in to where it was pulled out because we're not always stationary. And how many samples we got so far? Seven. Okay, seven so far and hopefully we'll get a two or three more tonight. Yeah, cool. So hopefully I'll so give, uh, give ten. Thanks, Jen. I certainly can. People, round up. Who did I give the cable guide to yesterday? I reckon George might know. Hey, <laughs> I don't know if anyone else did a cable guide. Okay. We've got one, two, three, four, five. There's the rest of them. Let's have a look down here. Not there. Not off on the spore deck. Must be down below. They must be down below. You do look the part, Jen. You do look the part. <laughs> Yeah, of course I will. Swatting around all week. I'm very happy to. George, can yeah. I you? Very happy to. Uh, yeah, you're all right. <laughs> oh, did they put it back in there? Because I know they took it out when we. They took it out to get yeah. Out. yeah. Something's hooked on. Hold on. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's that. Got it. Taking the lead weight. Okay. Whew. That's some serious lead weight. Wait, 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 sorry. How to carefully walk with a krill net, part one. We're hooked on back here now. Right, up. Let's grab some of this wire. Right. I'm sure there's easier ways of doing this. <laughs> no, we'll give you a shout. Hook Todd! Right, I'm not very good at this. Right. <laughs> I haven't got the license for my krill net. Actually, I have. <laughs> oh, I'm just going to get the license. I'm, they've all been fishing krill illegally. Yeah. It says on the you have to have it with you. Yeah. Each, and each yeah. person must have it. it yep, it's true. No, as long as it's on the boat, George, I think we're all right. Anyway. I'm sure this looks worse than it is. Just getting that thing down. Right. Got it? Okay. Oh, watch these wires. 
Both. And where do they, they go on the end for it to... So they go one, two, three? Yeah, we just take them off so okay. it doesn't fall down. Right, pass the track, okay. Yeah. Okay. Shackle on the top of net. It doesn't matter sort of which way around the shuttle that you've got stuck. I always do it with the thing because of the way you've done it. With yeah, the thing on the, yeah, outside. Thing on the outside, right. Yeah, That's right. good then. Table tie these just to make sure we don't lose them. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's what that's what fast is. So. Yeah. Some we did some with wire and it's taken a long time and then. Uh, table ties are doing the job. Some with like we've got some we've got some. Uh, <laughs> I some bought a massive ties. thing of cable ties. Yeah. I thought they were. I think they were like three pounds seventy five for. All those on the, the internet. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's two up here, which I would definitely cable tie because if they, yeah, yeah. If they go, you wouldn't you want to lose those. Yeah, you're losing people. Okay. I'll say that and I'll see which one up. Okay, we're going to go.
Cable ties on those three. I know. I do I'm really happy. If we get some samples today, then if we get any more, it's a bonus. Well, I, I said how many, and they said, well, it really depends. They said, they said any is going to be helpful. Yeah. You know, so we get as many as we can. It would be nice to like make. Yeah. Well. Oh wow. To actually have some data. Every box. Because we did three. Yeah. Because there's no reason why we can't do two or three dips each time. How many boxes were there? Quite a few. Yeah. We we're won't not, do more. We won't do more. We're not going to run short of bottles. No, but we'll do what we can. It's also, you know, we've got to think about other people as well because it affects the whole voice. Yeah. You know, so it's a balance between doing as much as we can and not disrupting things. Yeah. I mean, the they seem really, they're really happy about doing it. Yeah. Which is really nice of Boxer Rota, but also we've got to think about the other passengers as well. Oh, cool. Oh, that's really good. It's kind of different, isn't it? Well, that's good, isn't it? Whoa. Ooh. Oh, don't put my foot through the net. Right, cod end firmly on. Yeah. Okay. That is one hell of a heavy weight. Whoa. I hadn't appreciated quite how heavy it was. Yeah. Yeah. Because when I've been doing it with Sam, I thought I got a good sound. But yeah. Actually, Sam had most of it because it was below. <laughs> and then and you suddenly got the whole weight of it. Hmm. <laughs> we got there. Oh. Yeah, it takes some putting together when you, when it's all the wires were twisted. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So rope down. Bowden, please. Bowling. Oh. Bowling. Yeah. Bowling, please. Alright. Wouldn't use a bowling to put that on there. Anyway. You can do. Bowling, isn't it? Yep, yeah, that's a bowling. Whoa. Yeah. It's a little bit rockier than the other night, isn't it? <laughs> okay. That's just so we can get the rope. <sighs> so we got the Nansen net laid out. A member of the crew up on the yard, 
is now putting the rope through a pulley. Pulley's going to come down so we can connect it to our net. Ooh. Okay. So he's moving along the yard. He's going to put it through the pulley that's out over the water. Wow, this is quite a cool place to actually do it. I think there's more chance of getting krill out here for some reason. I just we did it yesterday, didn't we? Yeah. Well, also, there's a lot of whales apparently between here and thing, and where you get whales, you get krill. So. Are we, are we in the wake of that creature? I don't know, but it is definitely rougher. Whoa. Lucy's not still up, is she? Yeah, she is. She's still up there. Yeah. yeah. I'll edit that bit out. I'll definitely edit that bit out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. George has been sent down a rope from the pulley and he is going to oh, attach that to the top of the net. Thanks so much. Okay, rope going onto the top of the sort of tripod of metal pieces that hold the top of the net. Okay, so we're going to try and do three drops. Alright, do I need to drum up some uh, volunteers now, Matt? Do I need to drum up some volunteers? Yeah. yeah, okay. Let's go and see if we can get some people to pull on the ropes. You two gonna be on rope duty? Oh, yeah, yeah. okay. Can we have you three on rope duty? Rope duty. Are you allowed to help us? Yeah, you don't have to be a scout. Just have to be able to pull a rope. <laughs> yeah. You're going to come and pull a rope? Yeah. Yeah. 
This is quite an awesome place to do it. The long boat hook. Okay. Ooh. You put the world to rights, you two. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to edit some bits out of right, those two. It's those lot are okay. Right, don't know. It's not possible for that to hear you over there. Honestly, sure? it's not possible. <laughs> there's no way with the noise of the engine and everything. There's no possible way. I mean, yeah, exactly, exactly. No, it'll take me hours to be able to edit out all the other noise so I can have a listen. <laughs> I won't. I, I won't. <laughs> Your personal uh, action. I hope you're, you're missing you're me, aren't you, Axel? <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> yes, that's what it is. <laughs> and, and, and I hope that you that you are going out for more than two shrimps. You're wanted, needed. Okay. Yeah, we need okay. Sam. Yeah. Uh, Are you? Okay. 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 I'm feeling. Are you? Really? Yeah. Papine is. Papine's strong. It's like you're not under barking Europa's insurance or scouting insurance, but go ahead. <laughs> it's going to be a bit wobbly, this one. Yeah, it's a bit more swell. We will, we will. I think, I think. We've got Axel, we've got Lucy's coming down. As long as we're not running around the bus. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, no pressure then. It, it can, it can go to 50 meters. Yeah. It's designed to go to 50 meters. It was it was designed in 1940. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it is a replica of the one they used back in 1940. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Can we pull slowly on the ropes? Pull slowly on the ropes. 